0: Today is Monday, January the 16th, 2023, and it's a great day to have a day here on the Spurs Up show, the best Gamecocks podcast on the internet. On today's show, as we sit just over one month away from opening day, the position unit preview series for the Yardcocks returns as we're talking South Carolina starting pitchers entering the 2023 baseball season. Guys, I'll talk key losses Key returners, most approved, best overall. Season will be successful if, and I'll give my overall grade for the Gamecocks starting pitchers as well. Also, we move from the diamond to the hardwood as we talk what happened over the weekend. South Carolina suffering a blowout loss at home to the Texas A&M Aggies. Guys, I'll give my biggest takeaways from the game. Also, we'll name our player of the game and what's next for Lamont Paris' squad As well, guys, we have got a packed show for you here on this Monday, and of course, as always, it's brought to you by our friends over at. Prize picks. Go download the Prize Picks app, go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Guys, Prize Picks is the simplest fantasy game on the market, Folks around prop total entries. Here's how it works you pick two to six players, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. They've got no sharks, no optimizers, and no mass multi entry guys. It's literally just you against. The projection. They also allow mixed sport entries. So, for example, you can take the over on LeBron, partly with the under on Mahomes. They've got college sports, pro sports, anything and everything you can think of, they've got it over at Prize Picks. They've also got a slick, easy to use mobile app, both on the app store and go play. And they're rated four point eight stars in the app store with rave reviews. Guys, so many fans and listeners of the Spurs Up show have made tons of money with their friends at Prize Picks, and you should as well go download. The Price Picks app or go to PricePicks.com. When you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Be sure to check them out and tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. Let's get it. The pop of the mitts, the smell of the fresh-cut grass, beers, brats, and baseball. It can all only mean one thing. The Yardcocks 2023 season is just around the corner. Ladies and gents, boys and girls, Happy Monday. Hope you're all doing well. Chris Phillips here of the Spurs Up Show as always. I hope you had a fantastic weekend. And I hope this show does find you well, no matter where you are, what you are doing. We have got a ton to discuss here on this Monday. And I'm very excited to chat with each and every single one of you. As you can imagine, I am fired up here on this Monday as we sit just nearly one Month away from opening day tomorrow, actually. The countdown will begin. will be exactly 31 days or one month from opening day. And again, of course, we'll begin the countdown. We do each and every single year leading up to first pitch at Founders Park when South Carolina begins its season by taking on UMass Lowell at Founders Park. Absolutely cannot wait to get this season going. I'm really excited, guys. This week, starting today... We are talking the return of baseball content. Again, guys, thank you all so much for the continued love and support. Again, I hope you had a fantastic day. We got a lot to get into. So before we do, just a couple of quick housekeeping items. And guys, let me say another reason I'm really excited and I'm really fired up. And I teased this last week. And I would just say this. If you thought we made moves, and we did, we most certainly did, right? We had tons of great successes on the merchandise side of the business in 2022. But what's fun about this entire journey, what's fun about this business, what's fun also about the merchandise, right, is we continue to evolve, continue to grow, continue to sharpen, and that includes the merchandise. And guys, I cannot wait for you all to see this merch that we are about to drop. If you thought that we were doing big things in 2022, just wait till you see what we've got up our sleeve over at tsus.store. We're going to continue to grow. We're going to continue to get bigger and better and badder. And again, guys, I cannot wait for you to see the latest drop, which might actually be happening today so by the time you're hearing the sound of my voice you might have already seen the merchandise drop we've got tons of Gamecocks football merch it's on the way also of course like I mentioned guys tomorrow I think the plan is I will be re-releasing all of our baseball merchandise putting a lot of our most popular baseball items onto comfort colors long sleeves hoodies pullovers etc you name it a really really exciting time to be following the merchandise so again guys Just stay tuned over at TSUS.store. We've also got the Beamer Rattler 23 merch on the way. We were able to get the okay, the green light, the go-ahead from Spencer Rattler's team. And again, right now behind the scenes, we are working on putting everything together and we will have one big release for you all. Uh, in regards to that line of merchandise. But again, guys, over the next week or so, we're going to be dropping a couple of different new collections. And again, guys, I have never been more excited for the future of the merchandise side of the business and the value that we're going to be pushing out to each and every single one of you. I love the merch pieces. I think they're incredible. I think they're fantastic. Would love your feedback, but I am very confident you guys are going to love what we're cooking up as well and cannot wait to release it to you all. Also, guys, wanted to update you. Of course, I've teased... The TSUS Tour uh, with our friends over at Carolina Ale Ale House, we are doing a spring tour, probably going to run middle to late February through end of March, early April. Those dates and details will be coming soon, but that is happening. We should be finalizing all of that by end of week, but really, really excited, guys. Of course, last year, before the football season, our summer tour was a massive success, so I thought, why not do a spring tour during the start of baseball season when basketball season's going on as well? Makes a lot of sense, and again, really, really excited to go across the state and meet up with each and every single one of you and talk Gamecocks and share uh, really exciting business initiatives we have going on. and Also, sell some merchandise, right, and give out some giveaways and give away some free swag as well. Going to be a lot of fun. Really excited. And again, you guys will see the details and the announcement come out on social media and you're he- you'll hear it from yours truly, whether it be on the Daily Crow, the podcast, all over, what have you. So again, guys, stay tuned for that. Have a lot of exciting things happening right now as we navigate through the first month of 2023. Guys, with that being said... As you all know, right, I love covering it all. I get the question all the time, what's your favorite sport to cover, right? Baseball, basketball, football. And, of course, there's nothing like a Saturday in the fall in South Carolina, right? There's nothing like a Saturday in the fall in the SEC. But as you all know, I am a huge baseball guy. Played it myself in college. Played it my entire life. And so it hits differently for me, right? I've been a Gamecocks baseball fan since I was a little boy. Uh, my favorite Gamecock of all time, Justin Smoke, right? So I go way back when it comes to South kind of baseball. I've loved the Yard forever. I'll never forget going to my first game at Sarge Fry Field. And so it just hits a little bit differently for me. So you can imagine how giddy I am to start baseball content this week and start baseball content. Today, as we begin our position unit preview series, guys, going throughout the next couple of weeks, we'll start today with starting pitchers on Thursday's show. We'll talk relievers, then we'll go around the diamond. And of course, that will lead us into the week of opening day when on Monday, We'll break down everything in our full season preview show. Of course, I'll talk my projections, my predictions, projected starting lineup, projected rotation, all that good stuff. And then, of course, that will lead us into the Thursday show and we'll break down the first series of the season against UMass Lowell, and we will dive into the actual season itself. But, of course, today, guys, we begin the position unit preview series starting with the Gamecocks starting pitchers, and what a unit to begin with. You'll hear why shortly. When you look at this group, guys, Not a whole lot of losses. This unit only got better. Really, the only loss I could find that I think would really be significant is Josiah Seitler. But here's the thing, guys. He didn't even really pitch last year. So you look at the returners. You look at who's back. I mean, this is an absolutely electric group, guys. And if you've been following along for a little bit, you know that the the thought, the early consensus on this team is that the pitching is going to be stellar. The pitching is going to be elite. It's all about The hitting, which of course we'll talk a lot about the hitters and a lot about the hitting as we get closer to opening day, but the pitching should be electric. When you look at who's back, of course, Your big stud, Will Sanders. Matthew Becker, who was electric as a freshman a season ago. Noah Hall, who was fantastic on the weekend and is specifically in that game one role. Jack Mahoney returns from injury. He was electric as a freshman in 2021. James Hicks, who suffered the injury early in the season last year, suffered Tommy John. He will be back for the start of the season. Eli Jones, who was a consistent midweek guy for you. And again, guys, of course... We're just we're just talking starting pitchers. And I will also say this, that when we do these position unit previews, right, there's going to be some guys that I categorize in specific position units just for the sake of the conversation. You know, when it comes to baseball, a lot of different guys can play a lot of different positions. So if there's a guy that you hear, whether he's a starter or reliever, he ends up being a reliever or a starter. You know, there is a potential that could happen, right? Like a Matthew Becker. We saw him pitch out of the bullpen last year. Noah Hall came in as a bullpen guy. Jack Mahoney could be your closer, right? So these guys could shift around, move around. But right now, these are the top guys I see, your top returners. Uh, And, again, you're absolutely loaded. And, of course, it's led by your horse, Will Sanders, who's been projected to be a first-round draft pick. Let's talk most to prove best overall, and season will be successful if for the Gamecock starting pitchers. My most approved, and again, this is a guy that is a freshman was incredible. I think he's got the opportunity. And I thought really last year, you know, before the whole Tommy John thing, I saw him as either a Saturday or Sunday guy, but at minimum, an electric weekend arm. And that is right-handed pitcher Jack Mahoney. To me, Mahoney's got the most approved. Again, last year did not pitch due to Tommy John, played in the field a little bit, but I think his his path has always been. Being a PO, being a pitcher only, right? In the fall, he was 94.4 miles per hour fastball average, topped out at 97. His repertoire consists of a fastball, changeup, and a slider. Guys, the kid is absolutely dynamic. The fastball is electric, got tons of run. He's so, I mean, we watched him in 2021, right? There's a reason he was so good. You know, I, 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 I've talked with his family in the Mahoney camp and, you know, they understood that, right, when, you, when you're when you throwing at these high velocities and the Tommy John injury, what happened, it is what it is, right? But he's come back better than ever, stronger. I think he is a dude that has a chance to be one of the better arms, not just on this Gamecocks pitching staff, but in the SEC as well. I mean, the kids' stuff is absolutely phenomenal. I know I keep using the word electric over and over again, but there is a lot of electricity, when it comes to this Gamecocks pitching staff. So Jack Mahoney, guys, I think whether it's the Saturday rule, the Sunday rule, I think he could also be your closer. Like, I think his stuff is that good. Uh, The ball's got a lot of run, a lot of sink on it. Again, the slider, I mean, it's when he's on with his slider, if he's locating his slider, it's impossible to hit. The changeup, of course, is still developing. That's a lot of college guys. The changeup is normally one of those last pitches to come. But especially if he can get that changeup down, guys, he's got the repertoire, he's got the build. And the thing that makes Jack Mahoney so special as well as his mentality. I mean, he's an absolute dog on the mound, right? Like, he, he's tough as nails. I think maturing and coming into himself and mastering the emotional side of the game, right, being, being even keel, there's something to say about guys when you look out there and you can't tell whether they're throwing a shutout or they've given up eight runs in two innings, right? But being that stoic mindset, that stoic mentality, being able to look out at your face and not knowing what's going on, right, whether good or bad – But keeping that consistency, that's what's going to, over the long haul, over the course of a season, make you a productive player and a productive pitcher in a rotation. So I I think Jack Mahoney has got an incredibly high ceiling. I think he's got a little potential in the world. I think Jack Mahoney, with a good season, because of his stuff, because of his build, because of his makeup, I think he's a dude that could shoot up draft boards. But with that being said, I got a lot to prove, right? Because we got a little bit of a sample size as a freshman. He hasn't done it yet necessarily, and it's a big jump. You know, that was in the midweek, right? That was in the midweek in 2021. Now you're asking this kid to pitch on the weekend, but I think he's got all the potential potential in the world, excuse me, to be one of the best arms in the SEC. When you look at best overall, guys, this one is no surprise at all. It's right-handed pitcher Will Sanders last season 89 in the third innings pitched a seven and three record 3.43 ERA 91 strikeouts and 31 walks I mean you look at all the mock drafts Will Sanders the guy first round draft pick projected he's got the size he's got to build of course at 6'6 he's put on some good weight as well I think they said he's up to 225 or 230 something like that The fastball has run. I mean, it's absolutely electric. Uh, The curveball, sharp and solid. The changeup is one he worked on. He's got a splitter. A lot of movement for this kid. You know, I I think the next step for Will Sanders is the mental side of the game. Really coming into his own and understanding that I am the ace. This is all on me becoming more of a leader. But, uh, you know, it's all there. Again, there's a reason why the kid is being projected as a first rounder. It's it's an easy 95, right? I mean, this kid's 95 to 97 sits that. It's a really easy 95. He doesn't have to overexert. Uh, he's able to go deep in games. And I think you look at two, I mean, a seven and three record, three, four, three ERA. And that's amidst the terrible season they had a season ago. I mean, he had about as good a year as you could have asked last year, all things considered. But I think Will Sanders, it's in him, right? I, I think the Gamecocks, should be able to win 90% plus of his starts. Like, I I don't think that's over-exaggerating. He is a guy that every single time he takes the baseball, you feel confident, hey, we're going to win today. Like, our best guy is on the mound, and and there is no debate about it. So right-handed pitcher Will Sanders, your best overall, and he is the leader of the starting rotation, should be your Friday night guy each and every single weekend, which leads me into an interesting point. And the season for me, for the Gamecock starting pitchers, will be successful if South Carolina finds consistency in the weekend rotation. I, I think that really hurt this group a season ago, right? The constant shuffling, whether it be due to injuries, bad performances, you know, matchups, what have you. And I understand, again, the type of season you had when it becomes kind of this snowball effect and you're just kind of playing with things and looking for things to work. But I thought Will Sanders' game honestly suffered. Like, I, I really did because there's a difference, guys. There's a difference between pitching on a in a Friday Saturday Sunday weekend series, a traditional weekend series. There's a difference in pitching on a Friday night and the way that you amp yourself up and you hype yourself up and you lock in, there's a difference in pitching on a Friday night versus pitching on a Sunday afternoon. There's a reason why that game 1 Friday night slot is so coveted. And I, I've just never believed, right? And of course, we're gonna talk plenty of Mark Kingston, his seat, what needs to happen this season for him to retain his job. But one of the things that irked me so much about Mark Kingston last year and, and the and the pitching staff and and their decision making around that pitching staff was the decision to almost like save Will Sanders. That like, well, we know we're gonna lose game one. Let's save him for the back half of the week and let's just try to salvage a game. And I feel like that is such a defeatist mentality. And I think Will Sanders kind of suffered from it. I really do. I think there was a a couple of weekends, a couple of starts, and I know you just say, well, just just lock in the same and pitch the same. And it's much easier said than done, especially when you're talking about 18- to 21-year-old kids, right? It, it, it'd be different if we're talking about the major leagues and it's a business and, hey, handle your business. doesn't matter when you pitch, what time you pitch, what have you. But I think in college baseball, Again, that Friday night spot is so coveted. And you were just doing so much shuffling, and guys didn't know when they were throwing. And, again, a lot of that was bad performance. A lot of that was was just trying to find your best three. You know, James Hicks went down with an injury. Um, you know, you didn't really have a Sunday guy. I mean, it, it was it was a mess, right? The entire season last year was just a mess. But I think finding consistency in the weekend rotation, which should be much easier because you got Will on Friday, right? Probably going to have Becker on Saturday. And I think Jack Mahoney's probably going to round it out. It's either going to be Mahoney, James Hicks. You've got some other options as well. But you should be set. You should be solid, right? Also, the Julian Bosnick thing last year. Who could forget about that, right? I guess he's one of your key losses. But for me, I almost forgot about him because of he barely pitched last year, right? He got hurt and barely pitched. So, um, you know, I, I just think finding consistency from your starters. Like, you, you you've you've got the guys – to have a stud weekend rotation. I'm talking about all three days, right? But I just felt like that constant shuffling really hurt you a season ago. And, you know, some guys were able to thrive. Some guys were able to combat the adversity and and, and have great outings. And, again, in those type of situations, guys were able to step up and, and uh, you know, be at their best. But I just feel like a guy like Will Sanders, for example – We did not see the best version of him, I felt like. I really didn't feel like we did. Uh, When you're going up against these Friday night aces in the SEC, you need to throw your best guy. You need to throw your best available guy, and that guy is Will Sanders. So more consistency in the weekend rotation, finding that trio, finding that rotation that works, and sticking with them throughout the season. I swear to God, if Will Sanders starts on a Sunday, I'm going to lose my mind. With that being said, let's move into our overall grade for the Gamecocks starting pitchers and for the Yardcocks, guys, and A. I mean, I, I think this group is elite. I think it's got a chance to be one of the best in the SEC. I mean, you look at the starters, you look at the bullpen, but, of course, specifically this starting rotation. I mean, if you're looking at Sanders, Becker, Mahoney, I'll put that trio up against any three in the SEC. Hey, you might be looking at Sanders, Hall, Mahoney. I mean, you can go Sanders, Becker, Hall. However you want to slice this thing up, guys, I would put that trio up against any trio, any rotation in this conference. I mean, that's how good South Carolina guys, and I'll go ahead and say this. I'm going to spoil it, but I'm telling you, when you look at the pitching on this team, and I know we say this year after year after year, but if this team can swing it, if this team can even be average at the plate swinging a stick, This group's got a chance. That's how good I think the pitching is. But an overall grade of an A, I think it could be an A-plus if Jack Mahoney comes into his own and he bolsters that weekend rotation even more. But Will Sanders leading the way, one of the best pitchers in college baseball, truly. I mean, he's going to be a first-rounder. The kid is absolutely phenomenal. I think you're going to see him pitching for a very, very, very long time on a big league club somewhere. So overall grade an A for the Yardcocks. Starting pitcher. So that's going to do it, guys, for our breakdown of the starters. Would love to hear your thoughts. Most approved, best overall. What will define a successful season? How do you grade the yardcocks starting pitchers entering the 2023 baseball season? Guys, that being said, let's move off the diamond and on to the hardwood. Before we do, though, I want to tell you about our friends at Carona Cigars because, of course, TSUS is brought to you by Carona Cigars. Guys, they've been in operation since 2008, recently taken over by the Peterson family in 2020. Now, whether you're new to the cigar scene or whether you've been enjoying cigars your entire life, Carolina Cigars has the expertise and knowledge to make your visit to their shop enjoyable. Stop by for a fine cigar and experience their classic cigar lounge where people come together, share conversations, and become friends. So if you're into cigars and you're on Hilton Head Island, you really do need to come by and visit them. They offer same-day shipping nationwide, free delivery island-wide for weddings and all special occasions. They're also proud to offer premium cigars at nine outside humidor locations around Hilton Head Island, and they also offer special events throughout the year as well. They want to talk to you. They want to engage. They want to share with you their cigar selection they're very proud of and their beautiful cigar lounge. So when you're in the Lowcountry, there's only one place for cigars that's Carolina Cigars, Hilton Head Island's premier cigar merchant. And, guys, only one place I get my cigars, of course, at Carolina Cigars in Hilton Head. Come and share your passion. It's all there at Carolina Cigars. You can find them on Instagram at @Carolina_Cigars. Carolina underscore cigars. That's at Carolina underscore cigars. Or give them a call today at 843-681-8600. That's 843-681-8600. Smoke them if you got them and tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up show Sent you. All right. That being said, let's talk some basketball. <laughs> what a team. What what a season this is going to be. Uh Gamecocks fall 94 to 53 to the Texas A&M Aggies. You know, I picked a five-point loss. I really thought there was a chance. I thought there'd be a letdown game, right? But I thought there would be competitiveness in this ball game. Uh not quite. It's interesting. South Carolina it's like they either are going to pull a big upset or they're going to lose by 40 right for the last i mean what this is 240 plus point losses within the last 9 days how does that happen either way gamecocks do you get out scored 50 to 18 in the first half leading again to a 94 to 53 loss and guys my biggest takeaway from saturday is this i mean this season is just going to be a roller coaster ride now i've said that many times and i hate to beat a dead horse and repeat that over and over also too i don't understand why we're such a fundamentally bad basketball team that that's something that stands out uh the injury to hayden brown absolutely killed you in that game you know i kind of knew early on when i heard that it was probably going to be a pretty long night you simply just do not have the depth to withstand that also you look at texas a&m shot 55% Overall in that game, they shot just under 60% in the ball game. Also 45% from three went nine of 20. Uh, when you look at the game when you're leading scorer, you know, Zachary Davis, fantastic game, but you know, Michi Johnson with just 11, Chico with eight, Gigi Jackson with five points in the ball game. You've got no inside presence whatsoever. Ford Cooper Jr. with six points, Josh Gray, two points. Uh, How many rebounds did Josh Gray have? Josh Gray had one whole rebound. I I mean, the rebound numbers were atrocious, right? You shot 38% overall, 27% from three. Um, Just bad, guys. Just tough. Our player of the game is Zachary Davis, though, by the way. Coming off the bench, 13 points for him, two rebounds, one assist. Uh, Just tough, though. I mean, you look at the rebounds you got out-rebounded. I mean, this is hardly 48 to 16. You got out-rebounded. So South Carolina is just shorthanded. But as I sit here and say that, I understand, folks, why it's tough for people to stomach that, right? Because we can continue to just say, well, it's year zero. Well, it's year zero. It's year one. You know, they don't have the players. But there's one thing in having a rough season in year one. It's another to be losing by 40 points, right? Like, that Kentucky win was great and everything, and, I, and I'm happy it happened, and what a fun night, but you're probably right down there with Ole Miss as the worst team in the SEC. Like, that game when these two teams play, probably going to be Georgia all of a sudden is playing pretty well. Vanderbilt just beat Arkansas. Hell, Kentucky went on the road and beat Tennessee. Tell me how that makes any sense. So, uh, you know, just figuring out as you go. you got some winnable games upcoming. Speaking of Ole Miss tomorrow night, 6:30 Eastern on an SEC network. You take on the Ole Miss Rebels at CLA. So that's gonna <laughs> the Battle of Mid, folks. That's gonna be an interesting game. But uh, you know, really, and I would also say this: my biggest takeaway. I know I said the season will be a roller coaster ride. My biggest takeaway, actually, probably is this: this team is still what I thought it was. You know, many people asked me last week, "Hey, your, do your expectations change now because you know we beat Kentucky? Do your expectations? Do you think we can make the NIT? Can we make the tournament? Can we do this?" No, this team I think always has been what it is. I think it'll continue to be that, which is a team that probably best case is going to win three to four games in SEC play. And I don't say that, you know, to be a Debbie Downer. I don't say that to kick this team while they're down, but that's just what you are, guys. you got a lack of bodies. And, of course, again, Hayden Brown was injured. You didn't have a chance once that came out. You're depending on and you're leaning on Gigi Jackson, who's a 17-year-old freshman. I know he's one of the best freshmen in the country. Don't get me wrong, but – it's just tough sledding right now. You just don't have a lot of guys that are SEC caliber players that you can depend on and lean on, and uh, you're getting exposed right? You're getting exposed on a nightly basis. And I do still believe though, this team will probably pull one or two more big upsets this season. I think it's a team again, of course, when it all comes together and you're hot and that can happen in basketball, right? You have a hot 40 minutes and the other team doesn't, you're able to pull a big upset, but uh, it's just, it's just going to be tough sledding. It's going to be a roller coaster ride. Uh, it's going to be really, really, really tough. I think to figure this team out, uh, but all we can do is buckle up and be along for the ride and let Lamont and Paris build and, um, uh, you know, continue counting on the days, the baseball season, I guess. So anyways, should be a lot of fun tomorrow night against Ole Miss, but uh, yeah, tough one, tough one, tough one over the weekend. And, If you were in the building watching that, God bless you. God bless you. They ought to refund you your money if you went and watched that. Like, there should be a rule, right? If we lose by 40 or more points, we'll refund you for the ticket. I mean, really, truly, genuinely. Or you should, like, literally, you should get free tickets to the next game. Like, no doubt, you should get free tickets to the next game if your team loses by 40 or more. I I think everybody could get on board for that. Um, Guys, outside of that, that's going to do it for me. Appreciate you all tuning in. One other thing I do want to highlight, right, because the big news that dropped, what was it, on Friday – uh, excuse me. Late Thursday, we talked about it on the Daily Crow on Friday. The big news that dropped, of course, what the arch rivals doing at Clemson sucks, and that is the hiring of Garrett Riley as their as their offensive coordinator. You know what's so fascinating about that, right? Is that Dowell Loggins was hired. Our OC search happened, and we had our reactions and our thoughts on it. And that that talk, that chatter, sort of died down, right? And we were all like, okay, Dowell Loggins, our OC, we're good to go. Let's keep it moving. We get back Spencer Rattler. We get back Juice Wells. All of a sudden this Riley hiring happens at Sucks. And it was almost like it reopened the scab of, like, here's all the reasons why we were skeptical about the guy we hired. And I think for a lot of people, what you saw, guys, is it was people's underlying insecurities about our hiring of Dowell Loggins that just came back up to the surface. I don't think anything new really occurred because nothing changed on our end. But for many folks, many fans, I should say, Riley was the number one choice. Now, I do want to highlight and say this. Mark Ryan, everybody's favorite Upstate radio host. Of course, I'm sure many of you listening are very, very fond of his. But Mark had, uh, you know, the fan Upstate had a tweet on Friday, I believe it was, or Saturday, maybe. I don't know. But either way, they had a tweet, and Shane Beamer absolutely bodied them, right? Talking about, we got our guy You know, the fan upstate was claiming that the guy that South Carolina wanted, right? Mark Ryan and others basically implying that we wanted, not the fans, but Shane Beamer himself wanted Garrett Riley. Garrett Riley turned down South Carolina, right? And then went to the arch rival. This is kind of all per sources, right? Or per Mark Ryan. And if you look at Mark Ryan's timeline, he is not backing off it. I only bring that up because... I'll be going on Mark Ryan's show today at 440, and we'll discuss it probably shortly then, or we'll we'll discuss it somewhat at that point. But Mark Ryan, guys, is now a weekly guest on the Daily Crow. So Mark will come on our show. He will come on our airwaves on Wednesday. And you best believe I'm going to be asking him about this. You know, here's the way I don't think people are thinking about the Mark Ryan appearances on TDC, right? Number one, I enjoy Mark's banter. I really just find it entertaining. It's fun. It's fun to to bring in conversations that cause debate, that cause banter, that allow us to see things from different perspectives. Also, though, I think what fans are not thinking about, Gamecock fans specifically, because I've gotten a lot of questions like, Chris, why would you want that guy on your show? Guys, I turn it back on to you and I ask you a question. Why would you not want me to bring on a guy that says something about the University of South Carolina, why would you not want me to bring him into my arena and hold him accountable for it? So I am really, really excited for our conversation on Wednesday. I'm curious to hear what Mark has to say because I don't know that Mark is budging off of his stance, his sources, what have you. I'm just really, really intrigued to see where this conversation is going to go so again tune into the daily crow it's going to be absolutely electric this week cannot wait to chat with mark and look forward to hearing from you all as well again guys that's going to do it all for me appreciate you all tuning in thank y'all so much have a great rest of your monday and we will talk to you all on thursday